We were practicing our plane hunt and it, it was not a very good ring at all. So Sue, our tower captain, called stand. So all the bells stopped ringing. And we just sort of have, as we always do, a little chat afterwards to see what went wrong. And, and we were away from our ropes when Graham suddenly called look to and everybody stopped talking and I wondered why he called look to because he doesn't ring the treble. Hello, I'm Kathy Booth. This is a podcast for and about bell ringers. Late last year, I prepared for these February episodes to mark Valentine's Day. I set up a survey about romance on social media and I advertised for ringers with romantic stories. The results of the very unscientific survey are at the end of this episode and the romantic story associated with the creation of Ringing Room is in the next episode. But first, here is one of the other two responses I got to the advert for a romantic lockdown story. Hello, my name is Sue Dixon and I am Tower Captain at St Margaret's Ockley in Surrey. I want to tell you about two of our Ringing Remembers recruits, Joe and Graham, who became engaged to be married recently. So having heard from Sue, I interviewed Joe and Graham. Here, they each introduce themselves and explain how they first met. Hello, I'm Joe and I'm Graham's partner and we're now to be married in June next year. How did you first meet? Oh, we met dancing at a local hall, a large hall in, in Dorking and Graham was actually there with his brother and I took myself and I'd been going for a few weeks and was learning modern jive. And that's where I met Graham, and I liked him straight away. Well, I'm Graham. I'm one third of our partnership. She's the other two thirds. <laughs> <laughs> well, we met dancing at Dawkins Halls. I went with one of my brothers who dances jive, and I'm a salsa dancer. So we just went along to see what it was like and joined in the lessons, dance lessons, which is quite a large number of people there. And... I met Joe standing in front of me with a Betty Booth T-shirt on. And after learning a move or a part of the move, you move on. But in 100 odd people there, be 100 men, 100 women, Joe just kept coming back in front of me. I thought she must be a really good mathematician working this out because as time goes on, people join in the class and the numbers jumble up. And it was uncanny how she kept ended up in front of me quite quickly and uh, he's, he's got a notion that I had some clever method of working out how I, I ended up in front of him but <laughs> I think it was fate that uh, I ended up in front of him and in the end of the lesson you could go into the foyer and carry on refreshing your mind on what you've learned that evening and Joe was there oh we got talking and uh, I said this is not ready for me. I'm a soul dancer and I like the Latin music more than the dancing more. If you're interested, here's my phone number and I'll take you to see what it's like. And very quickly she texted me, said she was up for it to go dance in salsa. And so he wanted to keep to salsa and he said, would I like to 
go along and I didn't hesitate. <laughs> Why not? I, I, I liked him and uh, he was dressed nicely. He was groomed nicely and he smelt lovely and uh, I, I just liked him straight away. So I just said yes straight away, no hesitation. And uh, yeah, we just get on. So it was love at first sight? Yes, <laughs> I would say that. It was for me anyway, yes. When did you first know that Joe was the one for you? Very early on in our, our relationship. I mean, she just shone in everything to me. Everything she did and does, she puts a maximum effort in. And she gave me no cause for stress or anxiety. She, she's fun and supportive and says sensible things all the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> so very early on, I knew that Joe was a special, special woman and a lady. Oh, <laughs> so you knew straight away that he was a special person for you? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I just, he was very open. He was very frank with his life and he was talkative. He was friendly, chatty, but not, you know, over the top. And I, I, I did, I, I liked him. So that's how I met Joe. How, how long ago was this, Graham? 15, 16 years ago. I see. And have you worked out how Joe was always in front of you with all those people? We both sort of think that it was it was arranged by a, a guardian angel somehow. Could you describe Graham now? He's exactly the same as he was then. He, he's, he's a good laugh. He's always having a, a bit of a joke. He's strong. He's, he's clever. He's enthusiastic about everything that we commit to doing things and he, he throws himself into it wholeheartedly. He works hard, we play hard, and we have lots of fun together. Graham, can you describe Joe to me? Oh, very unselfish, very caring. I mean, she has horses, she has one at the moment, dogs and livestock like chickens. They always, she always puts them first. Um, unselfishly puts them first and they're caring for them and their horses especially always have things going wrong with them and uh, no hesitation to call a vet out and make sure the animals and livestock are treated correctly that's that and she, <laughs> she also cares for me in a big way and I do for her um, yeah I mean she's um, She's a million dollars to me, yeah, plus. Ah. Uh. Plus, yeah. No, I really think a lot of her. Jo has had a particularly troubled time in the last 18 months. Both her parents sadly died in 2019, and we rang for both funerals, making Ockley Tower even more special to the couple. In 2020, they have had the difficulty of dealing with probate, land registry, solicitors, and then preparing to sell Joe's family home. I think I've been blessed for a, a long time and have had a, a very wonderful life. The last couple of years have been very difficult. Um, I lost both my parents in um, 2019. And it's something that just, until you've experienced it, you just don't really realise how, how much you're going to miss them and how much you love them. Actually ringing for Joe's parents, I was ringing a tenor and... Once it was half muffled, and we're ringing in rounds, and then one by one, starting with a treble, they stop ringing, but the round continues. Then the two and three and four, 
the five, then it just left with me chiming the six. And I could have just joined Joe. When I finished ringing, I joined Joe in the service, obviously. But being a bell ringer, I think it's important that I rung. And uh, I'm glad I did. How did you get into bell ringing? Um, we receive a parish magazine, a monthly magazine, and our local tower captain, Sue Dixon, advertised for new recruits. And it was for the um, nationwide campaign for Ringing Remembers. And Sue was hoping to get uh, a few new recruits and <laughs> she was lumbered with us. Um, we may not be the best ringers, but we try our best and we turn up and we're we're getting better. Joe liked the idea, and I said I'd join, and we do everything together. And uh, we <laughs> went to the lessons, and you know, with Sue, one to one, our bell captain, but learning the very basics. And but nobody told me that it, there was a lot involved in bell ringing. I mean, you can take it to the level you like. It can be very involved. There's a lot to learn. There's all the different methods, and that's what I mean. All these methods and. It can go on quite a lot. And I love it. I love, well, that's it. That's how I got into bell ringing, was ringing remembered. And what's it been like learning to ring at the same time as Graham? This is a quick break to thank our sponsors, the Association of Ringing Teachers, ART. You can find out more at bellringing.org, where there are resources to support your ringing, to find out how to learn to ring, or to learn to teach. Now back to the episode. Yes, it has been. It's very interesting, and it's it's nice always having a, a partner to to go with. It gives you that incentive in an evening when it's dark, and you'd rather perhaps sit down in front of the television, in front of the fire, to actually get out and, and go and ring. And once you're out, it's fantastic. We've it's slightly not competitive, whereas it's encouraging the other one to ring better. And then we get home and we talk about where we've made our mistakes. And no, it's nice having somebody else to go with. Well, you, you, yeah, you've got company and you could talk about what you've done when you got home, how good you think you were. But uh, we get expert tuition. So, yeah, we, you know, we like it. Joe, really enthusiastic, enthusiastic for bell ringing very enthusiastic for bell ringing so that, that I know and I accompany her. We do, we do everything together and, and lots of things. We are sort of close partners. And what does bell ringing mean to you? I just think it's been a way of getting involved with the community. It's been a way of keeping a tradition alive in our local churches, which in small villages is very hard recruiting new ringers. I tell you what, I love, I love ringing the bells for all the different occasions. See marriages and things I like to watch. Although Ockley, my, my back is normally facing the altar because of the ring, but some churches you go, you can actually see, it and it's quite nice. But I love the history. I love the the old towers and the different construction methods. We ring in. I think it's only two. Is it two in Surrey that are complete wooden towers? And at Newdigate, we ring there, then we ring at um, Capel, which you have to go up a little spiral staircase and you're in like a little bird cage and you ring. And then Ockley, we're on the ground floor. And it's uh, very long. The ropes, ropes are very long there and uh, you have to be on the ball ringing there. 
the is it called a draft or whatever the the ropes are very long and they, they cancel i call it dancing the ropes can dance so you've got to be on a ball and pull them properly um yes i i, I like i like the history i think about the good folks who've been in there before me and uh, some of the bells that go way back in history to dates of the bells i think one of them is uh 1701 you think who, who people have rung that and people have heard that this gives me a good feeling of the past still present in the church towers that's what i get from it a good presence but unfortunately with the lockdown it's just we need to practice more we'll we'll get there eventually <laughs> i think bell ringing is one of those things that you always need to practice isn't it yeah it definitely well we, we were so lucky because uh, we, we live in a small village but we have to go to the next village along to ring at the church that's ockley st margaret's church and we're very lucky because there's three local churches we can go to all the practice evenings there and so we were ringing you know twice in the week and then the service at the weekends and so you know that that helps you ringing um and and also it's it's learning to listen to the bells um and and getting your place right trying to fit in with the band and everybody is has been so helpful and we've developed very good friendships and that they'll be with us for, I hope, for a long time. They're, they're, they're lovely people. You know, they've they've uh, stuck by us and helped us in this this last two years. And uh, we've had a laugh with them. And they, they give you space when you need a bit of space, but they're there when you need them. So it's you know, we're very fortunate. What is the most memorable thing, your greatest memory when you've been ringing? Well, it has to be the ringing remembers because that was the year we really pushed ourselves and sue allowed us to ring in the service the special ringing remembers service and also the remembrance sunday service and my parents came along and sat in in the church tower and they listened to us ringing and and that was very important for me what have you been doing recently ringing wise and what's next for you What's the next challenge that you'd set yourself? Sue's arranged since lockdown Zoom meetings and we use Ringing Room. And she, I think for our benefit, she sorts out some tunes for us to play, grown-up ones like Three Blind Mice and uh, Twinkle, Twinkle Little Star, which is it's great fun. So we can do that on Ringing Room. But locally, we've, we know we've got a June wedding coming up <laughs> so hopefully uh, Graham might ring for our wedding. During lockdown and coming out of it to a limited extent for a few weeks Graham decided he wanted to propose to Joe and that he wanted to do so during a ringing session because St Margaret's is such a special place to them and particularly as we their friends would also then be present. Asking Joe to marry me is quite recent bearing in mind that she has enough on her plate with her parents being unwell and putting something else like that in would complicate things now she's a freer woman and she, i had the feeling that she probably wanted to get married so i was going to propose to her on a sunday morning but now because of the the restrictions we only allowed 15 minutes in the tower so uh, I asked the bell captain, and she said, no, 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 she loves a, a social occasion. She loves people and socialising. She's quite jolly like that. So 
She said, oh, no. And I said, well, she said, leave it to me and I'll, I'll organise something. He asked me discreetly as tower captain if I would mind. Ringing on a Sunday for 15 minutes with COVID restrictions did not seem appropriate because it would be so rushed. I persuaded Graham to wait while I asked our vicar if she would grant us permission for a 15-minute extra practice on a Saturday afternoon, and then we could leave the bells up for the Sunday. The vicar was very happy to do so, even more so when I told her the real reason. So this was the ringing on a Saturday afternoon. It was down as a practice session, which she got permission from the vicar, and it was all uh, social uh, distancing and masks on and all the rest of it, and we don't share bells, we don't change bells, it's all kept, I ring this bell, you ring that one. I then messaged the WhatsApp Ockley Ringers group. So Joe didn't know, she didn't know at all and everybody was on it. Only five of us are able to ring to leave one bell gap between the closest ropes. I told them it was to practice their plane hunt with the four missing, which is fine in ringing room but not so easy on a rope. And Joe had Graham learning it all afternoon. I actually feel slightly guilty about the day of the proposal because I actually understood the special ringing that had been arranged that day, which was the Saturday, it was so that we could have a quick practice sticking to the 15-minute ringing rules so that we could improve our ringing for the remembrance service coming up well, a couple of weeks later. But So I thought we were there for practice. And I actually feel guilty because I made Graham sit in the morning and read his Carry On Counting Plane Hunt Practice book, um, which a lot of ringers will know. I made him sit and read it for, for quite some time. I'm not actually sure with hindsight whether he was actually reading it or whether he was just humouring me. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that was that morning. And I did ask for a couple of the uh, older bell ringers who have gone into isolation I, I would like their presence to actually because they're bell ringers and that's in the tower I didn't want to disclude them so they could stand at distance and Joe didn't have a clue so there's a few of the older bell ringers who are staying out of the way were there and so we turned up at, at the church for four o'clock ring and there was another ring in there that I haven't seen for a, a while and um, you know, you just have a quick chat with people, and we went into the chamber, and we we had our masks on, and we were socially distancing, and we had a, a quick ring, and we were practicing our, our plane hunt, and it, it was not a very good ring at all. So Sue, our tower captain, called stand, so all the bells stopped ringing, and we just sort of have as we always do, we had a little chat afterwards to see what went wrong, and and. We were away from our ropes when Graham suddenly called look to and everybody stopped talking and I wondered why he called look to because he doesn't ring the treble. We was doing our plane hunts and Joe's, uh, Sue said stand or it was told to stand until the bells stood, then usual sort of thing, we start to talk. And I said look to, everybody looked to. <laughs> I went over to Joe and I started talking to her. She still had the mask on. Because we are together, I, I pulled her mask down so I could see her face, get a proper look at her facial expressions. And the next thing, he, he started this wonderful speech that 
he hadn't rehearsed or practiced and he was saying such lovely things. And said to her that you've caused me no harm, no grief. You've been a joy and a pleasure to be with. Will you marry me? And then there was sort of a a silence because she was so shocked. It was a, a complete surprise on the day, although thinking about it, I feel a bit silly again because for quite some time he, he kept asking me whether I was absolutely sure that it was him that uh, I wanted to be with. And so he was just checking that. <laughs> and I and I just, I'm sort of a bit slow, I think. And then with the words, of course I will, and uh, and a big kiss, we sealed it. Yes, I, I definitely said yes, and I'm absolutely delighted. Um, and a lot of our close bell ringers, friends, were there to witness it in the tower, which I thought was very important for us and a beautiful place to have something like that said because of the the feeling I get from the church bell tower, especially all the good folk who have rung there before me. I thought it was a great place to do it. I'm sure everybody else there did as well. We then produced glasses and a bottle of fizz previously secreted behind a pew and toasted the happy couple, together with a couple of other ringers who had also been invited to be present though not allowed to ring with us under the restrictions. This was a couple of weeks before the second lockdown, when mixed groups of six were still able to meet. Graham had invited us all to then go to their home for supper. He had made preparations without Joe realising, including peeling potatoes and hiding the pan. It gave us all a boost to have an enjoyable evening and something to look forward to for a change. They are hoping to marry at St Margaret's next June. So we're not going to change it. We're going ahead, whatever. But with the uh, current situation with the coronavirus, I can only hope that things are better so I can have a few more friends rather than 15 people at the church. A few more. I, I, I'd like that because uh, we have so many friends. That's what the plan is, we'll get married on the uh, the 12th of June, 21. I'm going to make her gold wedding ring. I'm going to, I'm going to make her the wedding ring for Joe. I've said my head. It's just been there all the time. And uh, the candle, we're going to, because we're beekeepers and we've got grade one beeswax, I'm going to make the candle where we join the two flames to one. I'm going to make the candle as well. I'm sure we're going to have huge adventures coming up and we've got so well, we've got a few problems and hurdles to get over, but he's he's been so supportive over the last two years and without him I, I couldn't have achieved the things that I have and I've had to deal with some things that you know, I, I keep saying I, I don't know how I'm I'm going to get through this, but you know, he, he's he's kept me going. I'm just really looking forward to our friends being with us. Our bell ringers ringing for us, and it's just going to be a happy, happy time. And I'm looking forward to you know, the next years ahead being our time together. Thank you to Joe and Graham for letting us tell their story of a lockdown belfry proposal, and we wish them all the best for their future life together. Now I want to let you know the results of the social media survey on romantic bell ringers. Last November, I set a survey for Valentine's Day on social media. It was for fun, and there's a lot of caveats in the analysis I'm about to give. So the first question was, do you consider yourself to be romantic? 
When I'm saying that people are romantic, that is because they answered yes to that question. So here goes. There were 158 responses. Over half of them were married and a quarter were seeing someone and a quarter were single. About the same number of men and women answered and over half the respondents, men and women, were romantic. There was one person who was widowed and romantic and two were non-binary, of which one was romantic. So I'm now going to talk through first the married people, then the seeing someone people, then the single people. So the married people, there were similar numbers of married women and men who responded. The partner was more likely to be a bell ringer. About a third had met through bell ringing. Of those, just over half considered themselves romantic. Bell ringers who were married to each other tended to be more romantic than those married to non-bell ringers. Married women were more likely to be romantic than married men. For those who were seeing someone... More women who were seeing someone responded than men who were seeing someone. The men who were seeing someone were more likely to be romantic than women who were seeing someone. But bell ringers seeing someone who was not a bell ringer tended to be more romantic than those seeing a bell ringer. The single people. More men were single. Single women were slightly more likely to be romantic than single men. About the same number of single men were romantic as not romantic. About three quarters were open to a new relationship, twice as many men as women. Women, all but one, were romantic, whereas only 60% of the men were. That is to say that there were 12 romantic single men and nine romantic single women looking for a relationship. So, what I'm suggesting is that there were 20 single people who might be able to find each other, representing about 10% of those responding to the survey, 19 of whom might consider themselves romantic. Thanks to everyone who responded. When I advertised for this Valentine's episode, I received this recording to play as a Valentine's message. I recently started a relationship with someone I know through ringing. I learned to ring as a teenager and came back to ringing six years ago in London. Guy started learning to ring four years ago and took every opportunity to ring at New Towers and learn fast. I ring in London. My home tower is St Augustine in Kilburn and I am District Secretary for the North and East of the Middlesex Association. Guy attended an open day as part of Heritage Open Days in Hampstead four years ago and learned to ring from then on. He rings regularly with Hackney and Hampstead and is now responsible for South Hackney Tower. He's also a training rep for the North and East District of the Middlesex. Guy and I knew each other for the last four years, gradually crossing over more regularly at district practices and occasional Sunday service ringing. During lockdown, we met for socially distant cycling because we both had more daytime flexibility than usual. An afternoon cycling led to days out, including a picnic after cycling to the far end of the River Lee, an art gallery visit, and then walking one of London's lost rivers. Eventually, we had the shy conversation about no longer social distancing. We've joined lots of ringing room practices together and some Sunday service ringing, and look forward to ringing a court appeal together one day in the future, a hopefully not too distant future. I've really enjoyed cooking together, as cooking every meal at home through lockdown became a bit repetitive and being outdoors for walking, cycling and meeting friends, when meeting friends was allowed. I feel very lucky that bell ringing and lockdown allowed me to meet Guy and spend quality time getting to know each other. 
We've spent every day together for the last three months and I feel excited and happy for each next day together. So I'm using this opportunity to say happy Valentine's Day. It's definitely a Valentine's Day that I will remember. In this episode, we heard about Joe and Graham, how they met and about their romantic belfry proposal. We had a Valentine's message for Guy, who met his partner through ringing. We also heard the unscientific results of a social media survey about whether bell ringers are romantic, which was mostly inconclusive. What do you think? Are you a romantic? Whether you are or not, I wish you love and happiness this Valentine's Day. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please let someone else know about it. This podcast was put together by a team. Special thanks go to Anne Tansley-Thomas and John Gwynne, Leslie Belcher and the Society of Cambridge Youths for the recording of their ringing. (laughs) 